Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? This week, we played Metal Gear Solid for the Sony PlayStation. Metal Gear Solid is the story of movie fanatic and cinephile Hideo Kojima tricking Konami into funding a four-hour animated film masquerading as an 11-hour video game. Wow. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. What do you mean? Four hours? There's literally four hours of cutscenes in this game. According to who? According to the YouTube video that I looked at to reference <laughs> and figure out how long the cutscenes are. Oh, you watched a YouTube video on this one again, Jordan? I didn't watch the YouTube video. I looked at the timestamp <laughs> to see how long it was. And that's the uh, cinematics and the like 2D stuff that they weren't they couldn't be bothered to actually program animations for. Wow. How do you really feel? No, I don't. I'm not, I don't, that's not a judgment on the quality of the game. That's just a fact that there are four hours of cutscenes in an 11 hour game that's worthy of being noted. Maybe, maybe. What do you mean, maybe? That's like a defining feature of the franchise. <laughs> it sure is. The uh, whole point that the dude got into wanting to make video games is because he wanted to make movies and somehow ended up making video games. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. When I was like, I think a couple of days ago, I was finishing this one up and I got to that last cutscene, and I felt really good to just put my controller on the desk and just watch and just watch and just watch. Like sometimes you need some of that as long as you're not like in a hurry. Some being the key sometimes. word there. All of the best cutscenes, specific, specifically the ones involving speedboats and Power Rangers, <laughs> are around 15 seconds long. When you get to like a minute... Five minutes, 46 minutes, maybe you aren't making a cutscene anymore and you're making a feature length film. You're making multiple feature length films at that point. I mean, maybe. I mean, agree, maybe. Maybe. Agree to agree. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, that's what we played. Yeah. What did you, uh, did you, did you know a lot about Metal Gear Solid before I forced this one on you? Literally my only experience and knowledge of Metal Gear Solid was, uh, Super Smash Bros. <laughs> really? Again. Yeah. I think I said the same thing for Samus. So how is that even possible? Uh, I didn't own a PlayStation. I know, but like, this is another one of those where it's like, even if you've never played a Final Fantasy game, I feel like you still kind of, you've, you've seen the characters. You know you, about Fox McCloud. Yeah, you know about Fox McCloud. Um, Big Fox, I think they call him in this particular game. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I literally knew nothing. I knew that he was a guy with a headband and uh, a scuba suit yeah. and that he hid in boxes. Wow. And that there's, I assumed there was some sort of robots based on the <laughs> Super Smash Bros. stage where the robot breaks through the wall. Robots. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a feature of, of Metal Gear. Uh, yeah, that's the whole point of the game is you're going to stop the nuclear robot. Exactly. Yeah, the nuclear robot. What's it called, Jordan? Uh, Rex. <laughs> yeah, they named it Rex. <gasps> it's called uh, It's called Metal Gear. Yeah, but that <laughs> Metal Gear is like the kind of robot that it is, and his specific name is Rex, like a dog or a Tyrannosaurus of sorts. 
Oh, so you didn't know anything about Metal Gear Solid. I still don't know anything about Metal Gear. <laughs> uh, I have been... Okay. The only like mainline Metal Gear Solid game that I haven't finished is the third one. I've beaten Metal Gear Solid 1. I think this is my third, possibly my fourth time beating it all the way through. I've played Metal Gear Solid 2 all the way through one time. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 once, and I beat like the first main giant part of the story in Metal Gear Solid 5, but there's like a post-chapter thing where you're like redoing harder versions of missions. So I have a history with Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. But, but in the same way where I would be like, I like Castlevania. That's kind of how I felt about Metal Gear is like, I like Metal Gear, but I don't have like a Metal Gear Solid t-shirt or like a poster Gotcha. or like, you know, I wouldn't consider myself like a hardcore Metal Gear Solid fan or like a Kojima fan. I'm just like, yeah, okay. I like it. It's fun. Um, so you play the game five times. It's all right. I'll guess it was fine. Five times. I didn't play the game five times. You said this is your fourth time beating this one and you've played all the other ones. So I beat this one, I think, when I was in high school. Okay. Um, which would have been like early 2000s probably. Uh, the second time I think was probably like 2013, 2014. And then it's been long enough that I was like, let's do it again. And I don't remember if there's another miscellaneous playthrough in there somewhere. I can't think of any game that I've beaten three or four times that is not a game that I'm like, I love this game. This is my favorite game. Why? <laughs> what about a game that you've beaten three or four times that you hate? I would same, never. Same? <laughs> no, I would never play a game three or four times if I hated it. Oh, man. Uh, I think uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. I think I've played that one at least five times. That's one of your favorites. Though, that right? is one of my favorites. And this yeah. one is just a little bit under it, but you're just, it's just kind of okay. It's a classic. This is a classic. This is one of those games where if you look up, probably, I didn't look it up, but like if you look up the best games of all time or the most important games of all time, I'm pretty sure you're going to find it's Metal good. Gear you're Solid gonna, on I just list. Googled it. Number one on the list. I did. Mario you, Bros. You little, number literally two, didn't. I Googled it right now. Number one on the list, Mario Bros. The most, most, most iconic games of all time. Number two on the list, Color a Dinosaur. Number three. <laughs> we are three now. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Color a Dinosaur. Relevant because we are a toddler of a podcast. Yes. Anyway. Um. Anyways, so I, I, it was nice for me to revisit Metal Gear. Um. There's a lot here. There's a lot of weirdness here that you need to know yes. before going in. Yeah. So there was a lot of subconscious, like, breadcrumbs of what to do and and the story and things I was like oh yeah I had forgotten enough where I was still surprised by some things but I remembered enough to know how to solve certain things that the game throws at you so that's a, the perfect balance yeah so I'm coming from the perspective of somebody who's like considers themselves somebody who likes Metal Gear Solid you're coming from the perspective of somebody who's like learning about another one of these games should, yeah. should I play one of the most important games of all time? Well, you're going to let us know from the, your perspective. One of the most important games of all time, he says. Wow. Okay. Well, let's see, I guess. <laughs> Before we get into all that, though, Dan, I, I'm just really hankering for some fun facts. Are you? I you am. like the fun facts, Jordan? I Well, depends. Yeah. Have you heard of Konami? I have heard of Konami. They've made games such as uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Ninja Turtles 2. Yes. Ninja Turtles 3. Turtles in Time. Castlevania. <laughs> and others. 
I was waiting for you to say Castlevania. I was like, we literally are celebrating Konami this month. Shout out to Okami, our October oh, theme, goodness. where it is Jalami Volume 2, Okami, Revenge of the... Uh, you got anything? Namis. Na- <laughs> Revenge of the Namis. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Konami. Uh, this one came out in Japan in uh, September of 1998. North America, we got it October 21st, 1998, which happens to be the day that we are recording yeah, this podcast. Today. Yeah. Not today of you listening to it, but today yeah. of us talking. Talking, yeah. Also, shout out to Wikipedia real quick, where all this stuff comes from. Yeah, Always got to shout out to Wikipedia gotta, for giving us this information. Every year, they do that thing where they put the, <laughs> the big, ugly bar on the top of the screen, and they're like, give us your money. And I always look at it, and I say, I'm so thankful for you, Wikipedia, and then I scroll past it. <laughs> But right now, I'm just telling you guys, if you see that bar, don't scroll past it because <laughs> this podcast could not exist without Wikipedia. Oh, man. Speaking, of Wikipedia, Speaking of Wikipedia, the, uh, the, the, the European, the PAL release, I think it's, I think, I don't know if it's just European or when we say PAL, sometimes I get confused. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes Wikipedia specifically says EU and sometimes it says something else. All of the PAL. Um, so it's like, well, does that include Australia? Does it not include Australia? Like I think Africa is in the PAL region. It's like what, I don't know what to make of that. So I think Europe got this one in February of 1999. Okay. So a few months. Not crazy. Not a crazy one. Yeah. Not a, not like a year later or, or anything bananas like that. Um, but yeah. So this one, uh, third Metal Gear game in the franchise, Jordan. Yes. And this one was originally <laughs> originally planned for the 3DO. I did see that. That little <laughs> chestnut of a console. Yeah. they. Uh, I think once they got, it, it, once 3DO wasn't really a thing anymore, Konami was like, we got to put this on something else. How about the PlayStation? PlayStation? (laughs) Gotta put it on something. It's already on a disc, I guess. Uh, PlayStation? Yeah. Um, This one is the third Metal Gear game, but they called it Metal Gear Solid because apparently Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 were not released in North America. Now, there was Metal Gear and Metal Gear Snake's Revenge on the NES released in North America. But those games, Hideo Kojima actually didn't have anything to do with those games. Other than creating the thing they were based on. Yeah. So he was like... Like, what else is he going to do? He's the idea man. He's not, like, signing off on the actual gameplay, is he? I don't know, but... So he he wanted this thing to be Metal Gear Solid instead of Metal Gear 3. I saw that. And then I also saw that it said... uh, Solid also referred to the fact that it was a, a 3D game and not 2D. To, to initiate, yeah, to, to give the idea that there was like a shift. That's why they were like, let's call it something else because this is a shift. Oh, okay. I thought like solid, like he was specifically saying like the hardware was we solid. Got, we got 3D game. This is a 3D game. It's pretty solid. Yeah. It's like, it's, according to my friend Jordan, that means it's like a nine out of 10. No, no. It's just, it's just, it's a generally positive adjective. <laughs> it was, it was just saying that the game is like this is Metal Gear Solid. Like it's Metal Gear and it's 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 good. It's generally I don't positive. Think solid to me means generally poly- positive. I think it means adequate. Listen, if you go, 
we're not gonna get into that. I was right, gonna well, go somewhere. It was gonna go somewhere involving dope. poop, and let's I'm just gonna. Dope. I'll just filter myself. Let's don't. Uh, apparently, Lego blocks and figurines were used by Kojima to model the areas of the games to see what the camera angles would look like. I thought that was interesting. They did the camera testing in Lego so much more makes sense now. I, I truly understand the experience I had playing this game now after understanding they modeled the cameras after Lego. Well, to be fair, I'm like playing this game or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, this feels like a PS1 game. Um, and then uh, I recently, I think it was like five bucks, I picked up the Metal Gear Solid HD collection that came out for 360 and PS3, like 2012, 2013 or something. And they actually have the MSX versions of Metal Gear 1 and 2, which are like the proper Metal Gears, not the NES versions. Yeah. And then after I played, I don't know, 15-ish minutes, 20 of it, twenty minutes of each of those, I was like, oh, Metal Gear Solid makes way, way, way more sense now that I've played these, a little bit of the original versions. So you you talk about the the the, the camera angles and the Legos and stuff, but I'm like, Oh, this definitely feels like this was a 2D game being put into that new fandangled 3D fancy stuff uh, based on the original Metal Gear games. All right. So I thought it was interesting that they they used Legos to model the levels. We'll talk about it more. Will later. we? We'll talk yeah. about Legos. We will. Uh, Jordan, this game was made by a team of 20 people. Kojima wanted to keep a small team. I think the Wikipedia page said so that he knew... Uh, whenever people were sick or unhappy, oh. he liked to get to know everybody on the team. So that's actually that uh, that is not where I thought you were gonna go with that. I thought he was gonna be like a total like control freak kind of thing, but it's like he actually wanted to make sure he could look out for the well being of his team. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know if he's a control freak. I know <laughs> that you see his name uh, a comically large number of times in some Metal Gear games. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was a point in this game when I'm fighting a boss, I'm fighting a boss, and for no reason, never gets explained, the screen goes black, and it just says, Hideo. And then it's real big, and then it gets smaller, and then it goes away. Hey, the guy put his name in the middle of a boss fight multiple times with so, no explanation of what's okay. happening. So you're talking about the Psycho Mantis fight when it says Hideo. That I th think is supposed to be like a little joke about switching the input on a TV, for, like the video input. I no, think. no, I got it. I That's what it's, that's why. It but it like, didn't say video. No, it said Hideo. Yeah. It said Hideo. Um, it did. And that's because like the trick with the, spoiler alert, if you've never played this game. No, not a spoiler you, alert. You literally on, have no. to know this. You have to know this or you cannot beat the game. Well, they tell you, they tell you flat out after you fail. So it's times. not a spoiler. Yeah. After you failed a few times. So when you switch the controller port and the Psycho Mantis fight, that's when I think the whole screen goes like, Hideo. No, it just did it randomly. I don't know about that. It literally did. I don't know. I never know. even switched my controller port because you can't do that on the PlayStation Classic. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can't. It makes you do something different. They had to like program in like a... and He's like, you don't have a way to change your controller port? Really? Go, go shoot the statues because he doesn't like seeing his own face. Oh. I think it was in, the, ori it was in the original game too. I think it was like a fallback in case your oh, second controller port was broken. That's interesting. Because on the PlayStation Classic, if you unplug the USB thing... You're, it just stops working. <laughs> so I got halfway into the boss fight and unplugged my controller because that's what the guide said to do. And then all of a sudden I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I had to restart the whole console. Right. Anyway, point being, the dude, the dude really likes his own name. Yeah. 
All right, Jordan. Final fun fact that we have. Nearly 57 million copies have been sold in the Metal Gear franchise as of December 2020. You're looking at me. I don't know what that means. 57 million copies of of Metal Gear have been sold. That's a lot. That is a lot of games. It's a lot of people, not a lot of rice. So it's hard to know. Is that a lot? Is it not a lot? What? (laughs) I'm just saying, like 57 million people, that's a lot of people. 57 million is a lot of games. 57 57 million grains of rice, you know, that's that's dinner. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine counting 57 copies of a video game? Yeah, I can, 57 million. I can, I can imagine 57. Can you? <laughs> that's a lot. All right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Jordan, that's all I have for the fun facts. Those were fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like you feel about my fun facts the way you feel about this game. I am wholly undecided about this game. So wholly I undecided. Truly do not know how, how I feel. It's oh. up in the air still. All right. Well, I'll fix that for you, Jordan. Let's move on to what the game does well. Let's. Dan, let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well. I don't, I don't like that very much, Jordan. I know. It's just you always do that to me, and so I thought I would do it to you, <laughs> even though I don't believe that it's true. <laughs> I don't actually think that. Um, what, Dan, what does the game do well? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like any of my points. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. All right. We'll 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 start we'll start with like a, a nice like underhand, some nice low hanging fruit. Let's see if I can get you on this one, Jordan. Okay. I think the game does a good job of holding the player's hand. There is a um, there is a lot of uh, quirkiness to Metal Gear, like we were just talking about the Psychomantis fight. Switch the controller port. Well, that's a really obscure mechanic that you wouldn't ever figure out on your own. Probably no. just playing like a video game. Like, hey, I'm playing a video game. <laughs> oh, what? Why can't? Why does this boss literally know everything I'm doing? Yeah. He even knows the games I've played. He can make my controller vibrate. He knows how many times I've saved. This guy is insane. So he might even be psycho. It's psychic. Psychomantis. Psychomantis. So after you fail the fight, like I think two or three times, you get a call in your codec uh, from the colonel. He's like, Snake, I think you need to switch the controller port. <laughs> It's like, yeah. Um, or when you get to like a new part of the map, it's like the press, whatever somebody calls you and tells you like how to shoot your gun or like, Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like hand holding or like not letting you get lost or like, you know, if, if you can't figure out a puzzle, you're probably going to get a call from your team that like tells you pretty much exactly what to do. Okay. Or yes. you're, if you're in a spot where you can't figure something out, like I was fighting the Metal Gear boss, and I was like, I can't remember how to do this. It's been a while. I called, uh, I called Otacon, uh, Otaku Convention, um, for for short, Otacon. Guys, (laughs) can we just pause here for a second? There's a character in this game. We don't know what his actual legal name is. No clue. Hal Emmerich. Okay, apparently his name is Hal Emmerich. He goes the entire game by Otacon. No, you got to go find Hal Emmerich, the lead engineer on Metal Gear. 
You have to go find him. It's a thing you have to do. I did not realize those were the same people. Oh my goodness. You start talking to this guy. Actually, even before you start talking to him, he's just a walking meme. <laughs> and he, he sees like the cyborg ninja guy and he goes, it's just like in my Japanese animes, which is not a thing that any person has ever said in their life. <laughs> And then you introduce yourself to him, and he says, my name is Otakon. It's short for otaku convention. And otaku is a person who's really into Japanese animes. And it's like, stop, please. Please stop. And then the rest of the game, it makes you call him that. Otakon. Otakon. So, um... <laughs> unpause. Uh, I was I was fighting Metal Gear Rex. I couldn't remember what the thing to the... The, the, uh, the, the boss fight. I was like, what is the... Th- how do I hurt this thing? This is dumb. I feel call like the guy who built it. My rocket is not locking on. So I call Otaku Convention and he tells me, You got to hit the, the circular thing on his left arm. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so this game, I think, does generally a good job of not letting you get too lost. Or if you're like, I really have no idea what to do, there's always somebody that you can call that will give you a hint. And I think that that, is, that was something I enjoyed. Even more basic than that, and this is something that I had written down, is that when you come back to the game before you, when you load up your your previous save, yeah. it says, do you want to read the mission log? Mm-hmm. And every single time I said, yes, I want to read the mission log because I never remember, like when I come back to a game, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Especially in a game with a sort of convoluted plot and uh, Which objective one system. The one that we are just talking played. talking about Super Mario RPG? No, the one we just played. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. The plot is a little bit dense. It's hard to parse. And uh, (laughs) the objectives aren't always super straightforward. And so it was nice when coming back to read the mission log and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to find Otaku Convention. (laughs) And then, you know, the general area where you're supposed to go. And I thought that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we kind of touched on my next point a little bit, Jordan. And that is the, the, I like the creative mechanics in this game. There is a lot of, I feel like one of the things that makes me, love and appreciate metal gear especially now even more for some reason it was like all of just the weird things in this game where like somebody was like hideo kojima was like what if we made a mechanic where you had to use ketchup to pretend like you put blood on the ground yeah to trick a guard like what if we use ketchup or like i couldn't figure out how to use the ketchup so i just hid under the bed until the guy tried to find me i hid under the bed but I saw the ketchup in my inventory and I was like, oh, there's something. Yes, that's right. You can like pretend you're dead or something. Um, cardboard boxes, uh, the Psycho Mantis fight, uh, the fourth wall breaking in this game. Like all um, the people keep referring to your controller and different bus- yeah. buttons that you're supposed to press. Or like, I can't remember Meryl's frequency. Oh, that's right. It's on the back of the CD case. It's just like... Okay, and on the back of the, the game case, there's a screenshot of, of Snake talking to Meryl on the codec. So that's how you know Meryl's codec frequency. Um, there's so much, like, yeah, and like all of it, if you take it kind of like by itself, it's like, that's dumb, that's dumb, that's dumb. But then you go, that's dumb so many times where you're like, what is this that I'm playing? Because like, this is a, this is an entirely weird experience that yeah. you're not going to get anywhere else. And I thought that it somehow transcended <laughs> dumb became something something else is this like i like i appreciate there's some connections here because we know that kojima loves movies yes Uh, he he even says himself that he was raised by movies like he grew up as a baby watching movies is there something in here where it's like some movies are so bad that they're good 
Is it kind of like there are so many dumb things in this game that it's good? Maybe. Is that what you're trying to say? Maybe. Like another one that I have written down is like you got to get past these like laser trip wires and like there's a comment at the beginning of the game where Snake's like, I snuck in my cigarettes. And like, yeah. How did he sneak in his cigarettes, Dan? In his stomach. Yeah, he ate them, which means <laughs> when you go to use the cigarettes, how do you get them? <laughs> They don't ever talk about that part. He pukes them back up. No, Um, no. uh, So you equip the cigarettes and you can see these trip wires going up and down. Yeah, except for since the camera angle is super funky and awful, you're not sure if they're going up and down or if they're going back and forth. And so you just got to be careful. Mm. You just got to be careful. But the cigarettes reveal like the the lasers. And I was like, "Uh, this is fun. This is a thing it was that I remember. It was interesting. I will give you that. There's definitely a lot of interesting systems. I'm not sure that they're all super obvious, but I guess that rewards you in future playthroughs. And this game was even kind of, you can tell it was meant to be played through multiple times yeah. because when you beat the game, they give you an item that's meant to be used on a future playthrough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh, okay. All right, you're incentivizing me to actually go back and learn more and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have played the game on easy. I actually started the game on easy and like before I even got through the first cutscene, I said, no, I'll get, everyone's going to make fun of me. So I went back and hit reset and started on normal. And then the entire time I regretted it and said, I should just... <laughs> should have just played on easy um but yeah, yeah like they definitely have all these different difficulties and they reward you for playing it multiple times yeah i had something similar in my notes i said that there's a creative progression system especially with the keys like you the first time you get a key it only opens yep. level one doors and then you get another key and now you can open level one and two so on and so forth until you're opening all the doors in the game you also yeah. Uh, get different items which allow you to enter new areas and like it's similar kind of to like metroid not to that same level but where you get items that allow you to access new parts of the map that you couldn't before yeah yeah it's definitely a metroidvania in the most traditional sense i agree Um, i agree i was gonna say that but um i'm glad you did (laughs) so it's called let's uh let's let's re reclaim the genre metal gearvania konami the Konami birthed an entire genre all on their own. Jordan, you touched on another point that I have. Uh, at the end of the game, you get graded and you get uh, like an item. You, like I get the bandana. It's got unlimited ammo or something. Do you know what um, causes you to get that or the other thing? The, I don't know. The, so I read, I think on the Wikipedia page that the third time you play it through, you're in a suit. Uh, well, so if there's, there's a point in the game where you're being tortured Okay. Yes. And if yes. you if you manage to stay alive the whole time, you have you, to refill your life by tapping circle, and he will know if you use auto fire. Yeah, I think he says. So if you, if you do that and you stay alive and you don't hit select to give up, yeah, uh, then you get at the end of the game you get a headband that gives you infinite ammo. Okay, and that's the good ending yes. because like you get to escape with Meryl or something. I Spoilers, guess. Spoilers, Jordan. I don't care. The game's like forty years old. Forty. It's twenty three years. If old you give in, if you give in. He kills Meryl. Yes. And you save you, Otaku Convention. You save, yeah, you save <laughs> Otaku Convention and he gives you an invisibility suit, a stealth, uh, a stealth suit. Oh, that's way better. Is it? Because the stealth suit, you can always tell where the person is. It's like yeah. the worst stealth suit in the world. But not in the AI. The AI can't tell you where you, where it is. Maybe. I don't know. I would anyway, rather have that. That's, that's what happens. It gave me a grade and a code name, Jordan. Yeah. You were elephant. I saw Yeah. That. I'm officially dubbing myself Gray Elephant. Yeah, I can't remember what I got. I can't remember what I got. I'm like, yeah, did, what did you think of the last boss fight, Jordan? Um, yeah, I, it's interesting how they did that. 
the thing they did. <laughs> the thing they did, yeah. Uh, guys, I didn't finish this game again. I not be not out of <laughs> not out of quitting, but just out of running out of time. I made it almost to the end, and I texted Dan. I'm almost at the end, and he's like, "Oh, there's like two hours left," which is just. I think most of it was cutscenes, so I went and read the story, and uh, yeah, it's fine. It's, anyway, it's funny how you sabotage the games that you subconsciously don't want to finish. <laughs> That's not true. I had a great time with Super Mario RPG. I just ran out of time. Yeah, yeah. I the only game I've ever given up on beating. Well, besides Battletoads, which we both gave up on beating uh, for now. For now, uh, surprise coming in November. We're doing battle toads again, not in the way you Where think. We beat it, not, we're not yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke, yeah. Anyway, I don't remember what I was gonna say. The only game I've given up on is Final Fantasy 7, and that's just because I had no will to continue. Lost the will to live, <laughs> I lost the will for Cloud to live. Anyway, oh, speaking planet. of the mechanics and speaking of the stealth, the thing I was most worried about coming into this game was the whole stealth thing because I like yeah. to play a game where I run around and just kill everybody and I don't yeah. like to be sneaky because that's the boring part of the game. Yeah. And so I was kind of worried that the boring part of the game was going to be the whole game. Now, I should have taken heart in the fact that over a third of this game is cutscenes, so it couldn't, you know, <laughs> it couldn't be the only part of the game was the stealth thing. But even with the stealth thing is... There's, there's, they, they handled it really well. I think that they yeah. handled the stealth thing really well. You have these two different cooldown phases. Like you can just straight up go and shoot a guy, which I did a lot. I would just go <laughs> shoot a guy, and then you just have to run away. As long as you don't stand right where you killed the guy, you get this cooldown phase where it's red, mm-hmm. and that's where people are trying to kill you, and then it turns green, and that's where they're not trying to kill you. They're just trying to find you. And if you, if you last out both cooldown phases, then you get a little walkie-talkie noise and it says, everybody back to your positions. Like, they don't care that you just killed a guy yeah. because you waited 15 seconds yeah. and now they've all forgotten about it. They all, the genome soldiers, they don't mention this in the plot of the game, but they all have some sort of brain defect, apparently, where they forget <laughs> about things. They're kind of like goldfish. If it happened more than 15 seconds ago, they don't remember it. Or if you go into a new area. Of you don't even have game. to go into a new area. You literally no, just go somewhere else in that floor and you're fine. If they're alerted and you leave the area, the next area that you go into, they're not alerted, even if they're still looking for you. That's <laughs> good to know. <laughs> good to know. Just go out the door and come back in. So it's if fine. you are a person who's like me and you're like, I don't know about this stealth stuff. Well, don't worry about it. You can just go and play it exactly like uh, GoldenEye. You just have to be willing to run a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, this game does not do a good job of letting you like run and gun. The, n- so no, don't don't no. run around and, and try we'll to get just... there. We'll get there. <laughs> Damn, we're still on. We're supposed to be on what the game does well. Uh, so many things. It's hard to get through it all. I'm out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm definitely not. Now you're not going to agree with this, but I I'm I'm planting my flag, Jordan. Um, now. I guess let me let me throw a caveat ahead of of my statement. Oh, it's, you always know it's a solid point when you yes. have to disclaim it's a, it's it beforehand. An adequate point. Now, Jordan, I am a fan of the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> I will never claim that they are great movies. Okay, but like when Alice is like, I'm gonna drive through stained glass window on a motorcycle and backflip off of it, and the motorcycle is gonna go into a liquor, and I'm gonna shoot it, and it's gonna blow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something to be said about so, spectacle. Yes. It's like, okay. There's I'm a not, reason that Michael Bay is still allowed to make oh movies. Man. And it's not because Goodness. he makes good ones. It's because he makes flashy ones. <laughs> so I like the Resident Evil movies in a dumb, entertaining kind of way. 
And I feel like the depth of the story and no. the characters in this game. Stop. For, for, hold on. You just said let me, depth. Let you me just said finish. depth. Hold on. In the Jordan. most shallow. Okay, go hold for on. It. You gotta you let me talk. finish, man. I don't have to do anything. I'm you, an adult. You really, I'm 32 I'm, years old. I can do whatever I, I want. Desperately need you to stop talking now, so that I can continue talking. This is my soapbox. You need to respect it. The timer, the timer ran out. You're, you went red, and then you went green, and now you're safe again. I'm not angry anymore. Until, um, you, until you alert me by you saying something to, silly again. Listen, relatively speaking to the games that would have been around at the time and revisiting a retro game like this, there is a lot of of like thought put into these characters there's a lot of like thought put into the plot there's there's way more depth in this game i mean even by today's standards like there it is the, i was gonna story, say dan What's the story the- uh the, i feel like this was probably i mean i don't know for a fact but this was probably a turning point into besides the rpg genre maybe into stories and games being like an actual like Oh, you can really tell a story in a video game. Now, I don't know if I completely made that up, but it's like you have these, I don't know, you, you have Revolver Ocelot and you have Sniper Wolf. You're just listing you off have- their you're just listing <laughs> off their names. That's not the story. But <laughs> the story How are the character names, not just the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a genealogy. It's just a list of names. <laughs> this is uh, the thing. This is the thing. The story is bad. The story is bad. I'm not. It's listen. This is what it is. It's an 80s action movie. It's not supposed to be a good story. It's just they literally. This is the thing. Kojima's even said this. He just took all the stuff he thought would be cool and he put it together. Yeah. And so yeah, a a big uh, Native American shaman driving uh, a huge tank and then like birds fly out of the sky. (laughs) Okay. Like those are he took a few cool things and put them together. Yeah. Does that make a good story? I didn't say it was good. No, it's a spectacle. There's you were talking about the depth of I the said characters. The depth of the characters in the story. There's, There's like, no depth. Okay, let's let's talk about like Super Mario Brothers. You have a plumber in the Mushroom Kingdom trying to rescue a princess okay, from wait, wait, from wait, wait, a wait, lizard. Wait. Nobody would ever in their right mind say that story is even in the top one thousand things that a Mario game a Mario game does well. But I'm just saying, you're missing my point. I'm not. My point is when that is the kind of story that you're used to in a game. Oh, it's a Bandicoot and he's running away from some stuff and he's in a weird island. And there's a bad guy. I, I'm just saying. Like, when you're used to I, those kinds of games, Jordan. Maybe I misheard you, but I thought at the beginning of the episode you said, welcome to Worth It or Worthless, wherever we go, please we play a game and judge it by today's standards. Yes. But if you want to judge it by 1998 standards, we can change the whole plot of no, the, the, the I show. No, I think even by today's standards, there is a story here that sort of holds up to modern storytelling. Whether it's a good or a bad story, it doesn't matter. I think that there is a well-thought-out, story with a lot of characters <laughs> you cannot say that with a straight face there's nothing well thought out of the story you have to have played two games that didn't come to america mm-hmm. to even remotely understand what's happening in not this game. really and then even once you do understand what's happening it's just like how many twists can we put into one plot and then by the end of it you're so twisted up that you don't even understand what's happening you're just glad <laughs> that the credits are rolling <laughs> So like I'm not saying fine. it's you like can, a, a great I want you story, to hear. Jordan. I agree with you. It's entertaining. It's like a bad '80s action movie. Yes. I I just I take offense at you saying that there's any sort of depth. 
to it. How or is that there it was not like, when you have all of these characters talking about backstories and all of this? I mean, even the when you read, I don't know if, if there's a lot of plot inside the Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 games themselves. But even the thought of like, there's Big Boss and he's it's Outer Heaven and Solid Snake is infiltrating this to get these POWs and Gray just, Fox. And it's like... There's there's more there than you would find in a lot of other. There's franchises. a lot of characters and locations. You're right. <laughs> You're right. There's a lot of characters and locations. I'm not sure that 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 creates a deep plot of any kind. I would argue that Castlevania Two had more of a plot <laughs> than this game does. Definitely not. But you do you. It's right. fine. It's fine. All right, Jordan. I got another point. This is a little bit weird. All right, let's hear it. It's a little bit of a nitpick of a good point. I like that the auto the the items respawn when you reload the game. Yeah, no, that's very nice. I hate the whole thing where you have to like <laughs> go around and you're like trying to put together enough stuff to get into a boss fight. In this game, yeah. it's like okay, I need to get enough grenades or enough uh, health packs to go into this boss fight let me just exit and enter this room three times and boom i'm fully stuck it wasn't quite that but it was like when you turn the game off and reload it no if you enter when you leave an area and come back into it all the stuff is there again just flat out leave an area yeah because i didn't have i wasn't able to like cheese it like that but i noticed that like oh there's more bullets here like because some of the items i was like am i only going to be able to get this once or not yeah. And then I, it, w- it wasn't the no, case. And I no, was like, not the case. good, good. I don't know if you can just like walk out the door and come back in, but on the numerous fetch quests that this game sends you on, I constantly came across in the same playthrough without reloading my game, mm. uh, the same items over and over again. Okay. All right. I see you. Yeah. I like that. The items coming back. Yeah. Stuff should respawn. It don't make, don't make your players have to like hoard things. You always see the meme about people talking about playing games and you're like, oh, I don't want to use my best thing because I need to save it for the end. And then you get to the end and you have this super overloaded yep. inventory. Yep. That's a product of games like being way too stingy with yes. items. Like just give me what I want when I want it so I don't have to feel like a hoarder. <laughs> Nobody wants to feel like a hoarder. Oh, I can't wait to make you play Resident Evil. Resident Evil. When like then you're <laughs> too spooky for me. Spooky for more than one reason. Uh, Jordan, back to the story. I have another point. Okay. The post credit sequence, really, I was like, okay. So I finished Metal Gear Solid. I'm like, great. What? Revolver, spoiler alert. Revolver <laughs> Ocelot does not get killed in this game. He gets his hand cut off by Gray Fox. Yeah. And then he's just at the end of the game, he's talking to Liquid and then he's just gone. Well, plot twist after plot twist leading into the nice second Metal Gear Solid game. Like he's just like, "Yes, Mr. President." I was like, "What?" <laughs> it, it had been a while. You like so you like the final twist. I liked the final twist of like, "Oh, this this the 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 guy that Revolver Ocelot is working for." is the president. I was like, okay, I see you. I like that. That gets me excited about this next game. I'm really glad this is a really old video game so I can just go straight to the next game. Plot twist, man. Um, you do you. That's fine. <laughs> I usually that's do. A, yeah, that's great. I'm glad that you feel uh, good about it. Was, it. it made me feel good enough where I'm like, I'm writing this down. All right. Anything else that you were yes, compelled to? Yes, Jordan. Okay. Right. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Uh, one last point. And you don't, you, you didn't have this experience because you didn't finish the game. But uh, I feel like this game was 
in that so close to overstaying its welcome, like t- another 10%, it overstayed its welcome. But when I was done with this game, I was like, all right, that was a good meal. I'm satisfied. I'm not too full. I, I had enough here. I'm not leaving it going, oh man, I wish that would have been over three hours ago, four hours ago. <laughs> I'm not leaving it going, there, w- there wasn't enough here. I feel like this game was a good length and uh, it, it got out of there just in time for me to like feel good about it. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I can't really say anything about it. I don't really know. I didn't, I feel like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. You don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, my playthrough was like 11 hours and some change, like 11 and a half hours. Yeah. Um, I was coming up on nine. So I definitely had a little bit left to go. Yeah. But, uh, after that I was like, yeah, I don't want any more. So, Jordan, that's all I have. Awesome. I have. Let's move to the fun part of the episode. All right. Jordan, what would you pay for the experience you had with <laughs> Metal Stop. Gear right. Solid? I deserve that. I deserve that. I actually was going to do that before you even I know you were. punked you me on always, what the game did well. You always do that to me. But this I knew is, that you just wanted to like hate on this game. And I it's don't, a great game and there's nothing really not to like. So I just I, don't know why we're even going to do the segment. I don't hate this game. This is the thing. I need to put this <laughs> out there. I'm not sure what sort of vibe I'm giving off right now. I feel like I have to try to bring things back to balance because Dan is not being realistic about okay. this game. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. I don't hate this game. I had a good time with this game. Now, at the beginning, when I first started playing it, playing it, I I was struggling. I actually texted yeah. Dan, I don't understand what anybody likes. I, I couldn't find like a single redeemable quality about mm-hmm. the game. And that's because you, you're thrown in. You have It's... It's difficult. I didn't have any sort of muscle memory or to even know what I'm supposed to yeah. be doing. And then as soon as I start to feel like I'm getting comfortable with it, oh, here's a super long cutscene. And then by the time it comes back, I'm like, what is a controller? What are buttons? Because it's been 40 years and I don't remember <laughs> what's happening anymore. So I don't hate this game. I actually ended up by the end of it having a good handle of the controller, understanding what I'm supposed to be doing. I found the button that lets me skip the cutscenes. So <laughs> I, I was having I was having a pretty good time with that. It's end of no it. I wonder just you're gonna argue about the story. You're like, oh, I found the skip the cutscenes button. No, Why no, no, do you no. like the story, Dan? I'm mostly joking. I didn't really sk- skip most of it, but by the time I got to the point where I was skipping any of it, it was beyond the point of the story making any sense. So this is the thing. My number one thing, my number one complaint about this game is the cutscenes. Four hours of cutscenes and it's not like man this is so good think about a movie you guys a movie like an animated okay. movie okay. is typically between 60 and 90 minutes long okay and that's like a good animated movie yeah. where it, although the colors aren't gray and you can actually tell what's <laughs> happening this is a four hour animated movie animated on the playstation one and you want to rip your eyes out because <laughs> it's just like the most pixely dark 
muddy nonsense you've ever seen. Not only that, but the plot doesn't make any sense. And so you're just stuck there like watching and it's like each boss has to give you their backstory. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm from Chechnya. My life is so hard. Where's my boyfriend? He likes Japanese animes. And you're like, I don't, I truly just don't care. And there was way, way, way too many cutscenes. I'm sorry. You know, it's funny about you mentioning like the pixelated gray green drabness of this game yeah uh so to to try to do some homework today i watched the the beginning of metal gear solid 2 uh the hd version um on my vita and i spent about 25 30 minutes watching the opening of that game and it was funny after i spent 11 and a half hours staring at a ps1 game yeah i remembered why we all thought ps2 games looked amazing when they came out (laughs) <laughs> Did they use more than three colors in that game? They used more than three colors. The face wasn't flat. Um, it looked smooth and nice. And I was like, this game looks good. And it, <laughs> all I would have to do is look at like one modern game to know that it doesn't really look that good. But after staring at Metal Gear Solid 1 for so long, I was like, oh, it, I got that feeling again of like, oh, the next generation looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, and just to go on with the whole thing about the four-hour cutscenes, Dan, did you know that the boss fights and their respective cinematics are roughly two hours? Okay. That's just, it's too much. Too much bosses, too much boss backstory, too much in the middle of the boss fight cutscenes, most of which are unskippable. And so when you're redoing the Psycho Mantis boss fight for the 18th time because you're on the PlayStation Classic and you can't do the thing you're supposed to do to beat it, and you have to watch the unskippable cutscenes again. You're just like, please no. There, what are you talking about? There I weren't just, like super long unskippable cutscenes. And no, when, any, it, when it's a codec, listen, you can button mash your way through it. This is the thing. There should be no such thing as an unskippable cutscene, especially when I'm watching it for the sixth time. Okay. I mean, so the cutscenes in this game. I used to say I love the cutscenes. <laughs> this game and others that we've played recently are really making me doubt myself. And- <laughs> I I just I can't anymore. Yeah, I uh, I don't agree necessarily. Um, you think four hours of cutscene in an eleven-hour game is acceptable? I think okay. Um, it's it's what Metal Gear Solid is though, and that's the thing. That's part of I think part of the interesting and fun thing about the franchise is you get to watch movies with it. And I think that that is something that's interesting to me about if I the, the watch blending. A movie, I'll go watch a good movie. I mean, that's fine. This isn't The Godfather. This heck, this isn't even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1991. This is like not even that's on that level. That's a great movie. It's okay. 1990. This isn't. Um, this isn't the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> movie. It's not even like the level of compelling as the widely like panned Super uh, Mario Bros. movie. Uh, another underrated movie, but. Um, anyways, yeah, I don't agree because I know what I'm getting here. Um, when you when you're sitting down for Metal Gear, it's kind of like, yeah, you're gonna get cutscenes, and you knew that. I knew that. I didn't know that. And, well, congratulations. Now you know. So when we play Metal Gear Solid Two next month, um, okay, that's another joke. Uh, <laughs> you just, you, <laughs> I I don't know what's a joke anymore because we played Castlevania, and then eight weeks later we played Castlevania Two. So I, I can can never be too safe. <laughs> that's right. You got to remember that. You're never too safe. Um, yeah. I mean, I can certainly understand if you're... So the downside 
with, and I said this to you before we started recording, with like a bunch of cutscenes, is you're you're not going to be like, I'm just going to go play Metal Gear Solid for like 15 minutes real quick. No. I got I got a few minutes to like, I got to run out and pick up the kids from school or whatever. I got to go to work, but I got a few extra minutes. You're not going to sit down and like get a little Metal Gear in um, because you might end up in the middle of a really long cutscene or conversation and. That's just not. Yeah, there are multiple, multiple, multiple cutscenes in this game that would go 15 minutes, and you'd be like, "All right, well, let me save." Yeah, yeah. I just watched half of a not great animated episode <laughs> of TV. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Jordan, all right. I think you'll. I think. I think we we're gonna start to finally um, find some balance uh, here. Some things that we agree on. The binaural beats are gonna start to even out. We're gonna get on the same wavelength here. Okay. Bit. All right. Uh, controls. Yeah. <laughs> That's my next point. Uh, and on the controls, I think I can tack on the camera as well. I have two points. Camera and controls. That's literally what my next thing says. Camera and controls. Combine to make this like, yep, this is a PS1 game. Um, yep, this is that era of games where they hadn't quite figured out how to make it feel good. This um, is the thing about it, though. The camera and the controls work really well for the stealth stuff, and they don't work for anything else that happens in the game. True. Like when you, you know, we joked about running and gunning earlier. You you can't. Okay. So to shoot the, the FAMAS, the automatic rifle in this game, you stop and it's like, you're, you're turning on a, what, it, what kind of a, what kind of angle is that where you just like spin in place? A lazy Susan. You're standing on a lazy <laughs> you're Susan. You're standing on a lazy Susan. Because <laughs> she would not move. And Trying move. to aim at some guy. Like the SOCOM pistol does a pretty decent job of automatically aiming at targets. If you hit the square button, it'll automatically aim at something and then you hit it again to shoot. It doesn't work on any other gun in the game. Yeah. Or at least it doesn't work the way they say it does. So if you want to like run and gun, like you don't want to be stealthy, you just want to run. Good luck because every time you want to shoot something, you have to stop and then you're getting swarmed by three guys and you don't have like a ton of health and there's not like a ton of health items. Um, There's enough to get you through the game when you're playing properly and stealthy. But yeah, overall, there were a lot of times in this game where you're just like, I failed because of the controls or the camera or the, there's a first person mode when you press triangle and one of the uh one of the uh rocket launchers the, no not the rocket launchers evolutions one of the the things that the franchise improved in future iterations was you could shoot in first person okay but in this game it's like you can't really do anything but look around in first person you can then, shoot one of the rocket launchers oh oh yeah that's true but um, you can't you can't move your rocket up and down in first person mode. So no. <laughs> oh man. So, anyways, a lot of the things that um, the frustration with this game is just like I can't quite do what I want to do. I can't move the camera, and they moved into thir- you know third person with Metal Gear Solid Three and stuff. And I think it got a lot better after that, more modern and stuff, where you could like look around like you can in normal video games. But in this one. There's, there's a lot of frustration with fighting with the camera or like, you know. It's almost like they modeled the camera using Legos or something. <sighs> you like lean against a wall to kind of like see around it, which another cool mechanic is like you can knock on the wall and get their attention, which is fun. You can? Yeah. If you press the, if you're leaning against the wall and you hit circle, you'll knock on the wall. Never knew that. Congratulations. You just should have known better. Um, so you can mess with the AI a little bit. Hey, come over here. I can't figure out how to do this. Oh, it's just just a box did you how much how much did you use the cardboard box 
Um, I'm just I'm not really a stealth kind of guy. I used it. I used I got the the wolf to pee on it, and then I used it to. You can get a wolf to pee on it, and okay. then you can crawl around, and the wolves won't go after you because it's oh. not like wolf pee. You can also get sniper wolf's handkerchief, yeah. which does the same thing. Yeah, so the first time you have on. to backtrack through the wolves, the pee box is helpful, and then the second time you have to backtrack oh. through the wolves, which, if you're done with controls, brings me to my next point about what this game doesn't do well, Okay, is that backtracking and stealth is an annoying combo. This game has you... <laughs> The map of this game isn't actually all that big. It's basically no. three buildings yeah. with some areas separating them. But for some reason, they thought it'd be a genius idea to make you backtrack through the entire game on multiple occasions. And you might say, oh, but they built in fast travel with the cardboard box. So I tried that. And it's actually even longer than just walking <laughs> back because you have to go through a whole section doing stealth stuff that you wouldn't have to do. It's like, I just want to go back and get the thing. I don't want to have to be all stealthy again. I already was stealthy one time. I killed all these guys. Why are they back? It's awful. Backtracking and stealth are an awful combination, <laughs> and this game has you do way too much backtracking. I figured out on accident that you could fast travel based on the... So there's, I think, three cardboard boxes, and they say they're labeled different areas. I only found two. Um, and so when you get in the back of a truck, depending on the box that you have, they drive you to an area of the map. But it doesn't end up being all that useful because no. I was like, oh, this is going to be useful, and then it just wasn't that useful. But it was a fun thing that I discovered on accident. Yeah, it's a cool, quirky thing that isn't actually very helpful. But yeah, there's a, the backtracking in this game feels like it was in the same way that a lot of retro games artificially extend themselves by the difficulty, like being stupid hard for no good reason. This game feels like it extended its life a few hours with backtracking. Like, oh, I'm fighting Sniper Wolf. Oh, she shot Meryl. Oh, I have to go get a sniper rifle from the building that I was in an hour ago yeah. or whatever. It's like, well, okay. Like, why? Why? And why wouldn't you do I that, have found one along the way? You do that, and then you have to do the whole thing again immediately afterward because you get <laughs> trapped, and now you got... They're just like, what if we took them back there one more time just for laughs? laughs? It's just... It was too much. It was too much. You didn't need all, You don't need all that. Uh, Jordan, speaking of the boss fights, on paper, the boss fights are awesome. In practice, most of them aren't fun. I don't know. I don't know if like the early boss fights just sucked and then the later ones got better or if I just got better at the game or what. But man, like that, that cyborg ninja fight was not fun and took way too long, had way too many, um, you know, like when you like you're fighting a boss, and then there's like this is the first mode, and then you beat that. Yeah. And here's the second Different phases. Mode. Yeah, the phases. Thank you. Yes. And they just keep getting more and more annoying. Yeah. Uh, both Cyborg Ninja and Psychomantis were just obnoxious, and I'm like, I just want to be done with this fight. But then there were other ones that were like the uh, the tank one and the Sniper Wolf. Multiple, both of her fights. Yeah. I was like, okay, those were both really easy so it's the, the sniping feels terrible you sniping gotta take, feels terrible you gotta take diazepam is that diazepam yeah. and I couldn't figure out how to take it I would just put it up and I was like is this working if I'm just having it up as like a no, neutral no you gotta press circle with the menu open did you read the direct it, said, it literally tells you on the thing I don't know it was fine I so I fought her without the drugs apparently because I didn't know what it's I was doing it's a terrible way to do it and you still had an easy time with it it was fine okay. yeah it was fine I found like a, a spot where I could hit her and she couldn't hit me Mm. And then in the second fight, I just used rockets, the flying oh. wire rockets. So I just hid where she couldn't see me, and I just blew well her up. Well done. With 
the rock. Well, the guy. I used a guide. You guys, you got to play this game with a guide. It's not not a game you should try to play without a guide because you're going to have all of these things that you just... Once you've played it through one time with a guide, then you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. You, you're like, I have fodder with the rockets. Like, I didn't think of that. I'm I didn't, glad, well, I I'm didn't glad that this game, to the strengths of it, like it lets you do stuff like that. You should have figured it out because it literally gives you rocket ammo. Well, and that's another thing about the hand-holding that it does well is like you kind of get an idea of what you're supposed to be doing by the items that they place in an yeah. area. So yep. that's nice. Um, Jordan, last point that I have, you're not, I mean, we've already talked about this, but <laughs> it is hard to figure out some of the details of the story. Yeah. Yeah. No, the story <laughs> is incomprehensible. You have to have played the other games or read a Wikipedia page to have any idea what's going on. And the entire story is a continuation of a previous story that you don't get any hint of. Well, in the game, you can actually go in the options and it will let you read multiple page summaries of the first two games. But if you don't want to sit down and read a short novel. It's an option, though. In a novella, if you will. uh, Before you play the game, you will be lost. So if you're going to play this game and you haven't immersed yourself in the lore of Metal Gear you might want to go and read those so you have some concept of what is happening in this game. Or play other Metal Gear games before you play this one. Because, <laughs> like, when I was... Uh, what I've played um, all of them except for the third one now, and I didn't know who Big Boss was the last time I played Metal Gear Solid. Like, really. Like, now I'm like, oh, I know who Big Boss is. So they, the one of the terrorist demands is Big Boss's ashes. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense to me now because I know more about that character. Um, but throughout this like game, as I was like sitting there like watching the conclusion where like all of the twists are happening, and I'm like, so wait, they were using Snake. They were using Snake. Was Is this guy a bad guy? Is this guy not a bad guy? Snake is okay, so he's sent on this mission for this reason, and the the government told him it's this reason. But the government are the bad guys, but they're not the bad guys. Dan. But they are, and then you you're like the the terrorists, Foxhound, are like manipulating Snake to their own end. But the real reason that he was sent in was to take out the terrorists. But it's like it's I was like, what the whole point happened here? And now I understand it now that I like. No, there, you're not meant yes. to understand. The whole point is <laughs> that war is hell and there's moral ambiguity and the guys you think are the good guys aren't always the good guys and the bad guys aren't always irredeemable. And like that's the point he's trying to make. And instead of just making that point, he spends four hours just, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. And then this game ends with like all of this, the this, um, I don't know the word I want to use, but it's like, Fox die is this virus that's like killing the people that it's programmed to kill. And like snake has been infected with Fox die. If you've never, (laughs) if you're listening to this and you've never played this, you're going to be so confused there. It doesn't make any sense, but to to just finish my point real quick, Fox die is killing the people it's programmed to kill. And uh, snake is supposed to die from Fox die. Maybe. And then he's like, when is it going to kill me? She's like, just live, Snake. Just live. And like the end of this game is is all about just living. 
Guys, it, the whole point of the game is YOLO. Just make kind of, most, yeah. Make the most of your life. But Jordan, do you believe that love can bloom on a battlefield? <laughs> That's another one of the uh, just choice quotes from o- Otakon. 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 Please, please don't kill each other. I love both of you. Yeah. Like, were you supposed to feel... They set this up. They spend multiple scenes setting up this whole thing about how Atakan, Otaku Convention, loves this Chechenian sniper lady, and he's pleading with you not to kill her, and you get to this whole, like, emotional scene that's supposed to... I'm imagining it's supposed to, like, pull at your heartstrings, and I felt nothing. I felt All I felt was, where's the skip button? <laughs> you're like you beat sniper wolf and you're about to like you know she's like end my life or whatever oh she and then she's die. like wait hold on yeah my i need my sniper rifle That's now really- i'm whole <laughs> now i'm whole i need my rifle <laughs> it's bad it's really bad <laughs> oh what a game what there's a game. so much depth there though you guys I, there's so much listen depth. There is way more depth in this game than you would get from a lot of other games. There's more depth in the average Walker, Texas Ranger episode <laughs> than in the entire 11 hours of this game. Whatever, man. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Agree. I won't agree. Just wait till you learn about the Lali Lalo. Again, no idea what that means. <laughs> so I beat, so it's, it's funny. I've beaten Metal Gear Solid 2 once. Okay. All the way through. And I can't tell you what happened in it. I just remember something about the Lali Lalo. I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, it's a group. <laughs> something about Revolver Ocelot. Um, something about the Patriots. Something about Solidus, who was like the third twin. That's called a triplet. triplet the triplet, the third clone of Big Boss. That's good. Good catch. I like that. Always on point. The terrible infants. Les enfants terribles. All right. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? We got it. I think that's. I think that's plenty. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. for the experience that you had with Metal Gear Solid. Okay, so this isn't a video game. This is a movie. Okay. And at our movie theater that I go to around us, a matinee, which is what I would be willing to pay for this (laughs) game, is $6. It's a $6 matinee. Okay. And that also gets me some points towards free concessions. Okay. So I, I would say that's roughly what I would be willing to pay for this one. And then I would be disappointed and, and probably leave a a less than solid uh, review on IMDb afterwards. Uh, what percentage on Rotten Tomatoes um, would you would you think the Metal Gear Solid should have? So this is the kind of, this is the thing about this game. There are so many people who call this a perfect game. They call it a masterpiece. If you go on Metacritic... Not by today's standards. Not no. by today's standards. What I'm saying. There's everybody who goes on there and they say this game is a masterpiece. It's amazing. 
Maybe it was. Maybe it was. At the time, I can imagine it being just like, utter. yeah. So you get the N64 comes out and it's got like Mario 64 and pilot wings. And then like a couple of years later, you get like Metal Gear Solid. It's like, yeah. what is this? I recognize, sure. Yeah. It was it was probably a big deal in 1998. Yeah. But as a person experiencing it for the first time in 2021, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like I didn't hate it. I actually ended up enjoying parts of it. I didn't like parts of it. It definitely shows its age. It's not a terrible game by any means. It's not a bad game. It's yeah. fine. It's 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 solid. The name I like is what perfect. You did there. It's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, like I I just it's it's not the the thing that the scores if you go online and look up the reviews for this yeah. game there are almost no negative reviews on this game yeah so you know respect to the game i it, it was a, a phenomenal piece of gaming history yeah i'm just not sure that i got that experience in 2021 playing it for the first time i was getting feelings of castlevania 2 with this game where it's like there's something here yeah that could definitely be improved in future iterations and definitely was. Um, it's like, man, there is, this is a, a rough draft of something phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but I, overall, I still had a good time with it. I like the characters. Like I said, I mean, the thing is dumb. I mean, the story is dumb. It's, yeah. it's like the plot twists are like, oh, that's, that's, I like that. It's dumb though. Yeah. Um, but overall, I'm leaving this going like, yeah, I'm 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 really glad I liked this experience. Um, I almost feel like I like the Metal Gear Solid franchise more after revisiting this, just because it's like, man, this there's not a lot of games out there that do all the weirdness that this game does, and I really like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth exploring as a like part of gaming history. If you're the kind of person who's like, if you want a really cool story, there are other ways to get that you know like we live in the there's an age where there's a gazillion movies you could go watch if one you want to play gazillion. a game that scratches this image i would imagine you could play one of the more modern metal gear games and get the similar kind of thing <laughs> without having to play the ps1 one is that correct would you say dan um i don't know maybe i have the, the more um, modern ones don't reflect the same kind of uh gameplay well you're talking about games that i played years ago so they're oh, like okay. not fresh in my mind so, so i don't know that they're going me. to scratch the same itch as as this one um but basically what i'm trying to say is if you were just really itching for an action stealth adventure go play untitled goose game and you're gonna probably <laughs> have more fun I don't know about that. Uh, for me, I was like, man, I was like thinking about it and then I wasn't thinking about it. And then I was thinking about it and I wasn't thinking about it. I'm like, where am I coming in at this one? Yeah. Because I've been in a broad range and then I was looking at price charting and what the game's going for. And I'm like, well, w was it this or was it this? Because now I've, I've initially I felt like it was this higher price. And now that I'm looking at this, it's like, oh, well, that's a, like a lower price. Do I actually, f I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say what I originally maybe thought, which was like about $30 was where I'm coming in. At this, $30. This experience. That's, I had $30 of experience with, with the goofiness of this game, the, the stupid characters, otaku convention, the twists, the love story. <laughs> you can buy, you can buy some serious. Okay. All right. $30. Holy cow, man. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I just, and now I'm like, I want to play Metal Gear Solid 2. I just, I'm, I'm ready for the sequel. Just let me know when I can play it. 
Jeez. Okay. All right. <laughs> 30 well, bucks on you this can one. go play it right after we're done. No, I can't. Who's got that kind of time? <laughs> I watched the opening cutscene. It was like 25 minutes long or something between like the James Bond like music video where I'm like, what is, is this relevant? No, it's not relevant. You're just doing credits and it's like a James Bond opening where it's like all like yeah, yeah, yeah. weird or whatever. And it wasn't. And then the, I think the opening cutscene was like 15 minutes long or something. I don't know. So anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm primed for more Metal Gear. Uh, what do you think it's going for, Jordan? I, uh, I only have complete inbox prices. Well, yeah, it's but, a disc. That's the only way you should buy it. Yeah. I just, I know just based on the, the way that people talk about this game, the, the reviews it gets, like people are delusional about this game. <laughs> okay. There's no chance it's selling for less than like $42. Okay. Wow. No, Jordan, you're okay. you're you're right. a bit off. Now, okay. the the complete in box black label North American PS1 version. Okay. $40. Okay, that was pretty red on. I don't the, know why you said I was wrong. The greatest hits version, green label North American. Yeah. 25 bucks complete in box. Okay. So, you were you were a little over on the black label version. $2. Now, it's your, one, of, one of our favorite numbers. Now, Jordan, you were dead on when it comes to the PAL complete inbox. 42? 42. Ooh, baby. But I know if I would have asked you about the PAL version, you would have just said it was like 86. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, I think the, the their greatest hits is Platinum. I think that's what it's called in PAL regions. I couldn't tell. Okay. Platinum version of this complete inbox, $22. All right. PAL version. So very similar. Now. There was a GameCube version. The Twin Snakes? The Twin Snakes. Just giving away the twist right in the name of the Not game. Not necessarily. Okay. But what do you think uh, What do you think the GameCube completed box is going for? GameCube stuff is stupid expensive. I'm guessing Correct. the GameCube one is got to look better than the PlayStation 1. I think it came out in 2004, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, okay. Could be. I'm going to say that one's going for $84. Uh, so the player's choice version, that's the cheap one. The cheap one is going for 79 <laughs> oh, <goodness>. oh, <laughs> and the complete no. box, regular GameCube version going for $93. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I, yeah, RIP to <laughs> any of you GameCube collectors out there. If you I'm want sorry. the definitive experience, you're, uh, you're going to cough up an arm and a leg for that one. Unfortunately, yeah. although there's still a part of me that's like, eh, maybe. Maybe I should experience. Maybe I should oh. watch that on YouTube. Oh, okay, probably. that's fine. Maybe. You can watch it for free. I want to play it, but I would probably be smarter to watch Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes, the movie on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, all right, so twenty five bucks you can get this game, Jordan, or it's on the PlayStation Classic, which I'm pretty sure you can get for like three dollars. Nobody likes that thing. I think it's actually like twenty dollars. The mini. That's the pretty PlayStation funny. Mini, yeah, I think is that's very funny cheap. that you can get the PlayStation Classic for cheaper than one of the games on it. But well, I mean, the Super Nintendo Classic, the, SN- the NES Classic. I think that's the case for pretty much all of them. Oh, good point. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, I mean, Super Mario RPG. I th- am pretty sure is more expensive than the Super Nintendo Classic. But yeah, could be wrong. Uh, twenty five dollars. I call. I'm calling that worth it. You yeah you would that's less than what you said you'd pay for it I that's it's too rich for me too rich for There's, you really 
think about it, $25, that's like you're going to the movies, you're getting a drink and popcorn, and you're probably seeing no, I'm it not. in IMAX or something. Definitely not. What are you talking about? I'm not getting a drink and popcorn at the movies. Why would you even go if you're not getting a drink and popcorn? I'm going to a matinee and I'm not getting drink and popcorn, Jordan. That's, that's You're talking funny. to a guy who doesn't order delivery pizza because he would rather go pick it up himself. You need to take advantage of rewards points, Dan. I don't ever pay for my drink and Whatever, popcorn. Man. Those are free. <laughs> okay. Those are free, man. You got to get, get the rewards card, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so you're calling it worthless. I'm calling you wrong. Um, it's worth it. That's fine. That's worth it for you. Uh, worthless for me. We're going to just say that it's nothing. It's right It's right in the middle. Net neutral. It's a net so they, neutral, yeah. Is that what, they, that was, that's what the kids can say? <laughs> that's what we say. That's what us, that's what us kids say. Uh, Jordan, do we have trivia today? We do. And I think you already spoiled one of them, as you do. These were actually sent in to us because we, okay. we tell you guys you can always send in trivia. Yes. Um, About you, any of the games we've covered. Any of the games we've covered or whatever we're going to be covering coming up. Yeah. But these ones are from T20 Jude Ha! And uh, the first one, which I think you already answered, was what was the game originally going to be called? Metal Gear 3? Yeah. Instead of Metal Gear 3, uh, they called it Metal Gear Solid because the first two Metal Gear games just didn't have that level of popularity in the Mm -hmm. United States. All right, here. Let's see if you know this one. Which two action icons were the inspiration for Solid Snake? Do you know? Christopher Walken was the face. Thought that was interesting. Um, Okay, what? Christopher Walken. That's an actual thing? I saw that on Wikipedia. Oh, that's not one of the two. So I guess there was multiple action icons. Okay. I wouldn't really call Christopher Walken an action icon. Okay, well, maybe. So, yeah, I, I read Christopher Walken, I think. Wow. I would. <laughs> surprised. It's not really the kind of guy. I think I would it's a like, young oh. Christopher Walken. Looks oh, like a the young Christopher Probably Walken. looks like the face of Solid Snake. Not the. Uh, I just assumed he was born a 60 year old man. <laughs> like Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit me with it. All right. Which two action icons were the inspiration for Solid Snake? Was it James Bond and Snake Plissken, Bruce Lee and Jean Claude Van Damme, Tom Cruise and Rambo? Or Chuck Norris and Jackie Chan. Uh, so Snake Plissken is. Uh, oh wait a minute, no, I got confused because okay, so so James Bond and Snake Plissken. That's A. B is Bruce Lee and Jean Claude Van Damme. C is Tom Cruise and Rambo, and D is Chuck Norris and Jackie Chan. I think in Metal Gear Solid Three. Big Boss is named like Iroquois Pliskin. And I had a friend in high school who was like super into this franchise. And that's the only reason I know. And then I saw something on the Wikipedia about Snake Pliskin. And I was like, isn't that the character? And I apparently, and now I'm like, no, it can't be if I'm reading it. So I think it is um, the first one you said. You are right. James Bond and Snake Pliskin. Snake Pliskin is the name of the the protagonist from Escape from New York and Escape. Oh, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right. The guy with the yes. eye patch. Okay, yeah, that's that's who that is. Gotcha. But I feel like I've read something about Jean Claude Van Damme. Or, oh, I'm or sure another Probably. guy as well with the Christopher Walken thing. Oh, okay. 
I don't know. I just made up the other ones, just trying okay. to trying to come up with some combinations that might yeah. trick you. I think his face is, and I, now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, I could I could kind of see a young Christopher Walken. I heard that they actually modeled his hands off of an older Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of detail in this game, like the the face detail, the yeah, hand, hand yeah, details. Yes, they could really. Of course take specific pieces of different bodies. One of the things that I really noticed in the opening of Metal Gear Solid 2 was how Snake's nose actually came off of his face. Oh. I was like, oh. That's creepy. Models. Yeah. Like, yeah, he looks like that's the shape of a face. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, his, yes, his oh, nose was sticking out. he had a three-dimensional yes. nose. It wasn't removed from his face in some sort yeah. of zombie-esque <laughs> horror show. Yes, no. Okay, I got you. I was a little bit terrified. I was like, yeah. what happened to Snake between the, the two games? So speaking of trivia, if you want to send us trivia for our next game, the next game we're going to be playing is... Mm, uh, I, don't, I was going to... You were about to say Metal Gear Solid No, too. I wasn't. I was, trying to, uh, th- I was trying to do like a Carnage voice or something. I don't know. Oh. Maximum Carnage is the next oh. game. I was trying to think of... A, of you know, the, So the Resident Evil games generally will open with Resident Evil. Yeah. And I was thinking that there was some non-existent thing where somebody says maximum carnage in a creepy way. So Dan told me that we were going to play maximum carnage, which is a Spider-Man and venom and carnage kind of game. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's really, that's really timely because, uh, venom and carnage, that movie just came out like, I don't know, less than a month ago. And in a, in a month, the critics are raving. It's the best superhero movie ever, right? It it doesn't have a great critics rating, (laughs) but it has a very high audience score. Does it? Yeah. I was just kidding. I don't know anything about it. I didn't even know it was out. Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man movie coming out in like a month and a half. Spider-Man Homecoming. Supposed to um, save the box office and and bail out Hollywood and make a gazillion dollars. Really? Yeah. Uh, Marvel's last, like, didn't Marvel put out like a couple of... Shang-Chi just came out a little bit ago and Black Widow earlier than that. But this will be, you know, this is, this is Spider-Man. It's on a whole different level. You got to, you know, Spider-Man's on a different level. He's had what this is going to be his eighth movie. Hmm. It's a little bit different than introducing a brand new character like Shang-Chi, but Shang-Chi made a lot of money, like almost made $450 million or something like that so far. So eight Spider-Man movies must mean that there were seven great ones. Uh, I think that <laughs> most people's... Oh, this will be the ninth Spider-Man movie. Most people's favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 3. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. Andrew Garfield didn't get three, so this is only eight. Uh, everybody loves Spider-Man 3, oh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. And so I'm guessing that, that Tom Holland's third Spider-Man movie will probably be in that same vein okay. of like quality, like okay. Spider-Man 3 yeah. and Amazing Spider-Man 2. One can only hope. So every once in a while, it's been a long time, but every once in a while, I'm like, I have to watch Spider-Man 3 just to make sure that I didn't miss it. No, you didn't. And every time I come back, I'm like, nope, it was, yeah, no. It's what you remember. It's, it's what I thought it was. Didn't miss it. There's something. So <laughs> the problem with Spider-Man 3 is the fact that they tried to shoehorn in a million characters. Like, yeah, they're all cool characters, but there's just too many of them. And that's yeah. sort of the problem with Metal Gear Solid 2. It's like Revolver Ocelot, Decoy Octopus, other Sniper ones. Wolf. Sniper Wolf. Liquid Snake. Yeah. Solid Snake. Gray Fox. Yeah. Lots of cool things. Vulcan Raven. I love the names of Foxhound, and I love how... Do you? <laughs> I actually... 
So like solid snake uh, and liquid snake solid sounds liquid. more fine, like fine. a toilet commercial. <laughs> that you like you don't want to think too hard about that. But I just I love how Foxhound is like revolver ocelot. That one's cool. Decoy octopus. Well, that's cool. Vulcan raven. Sniper wolf. It's like you guys really put a lot of thought into naming. They, they're all like, <laughs> you know, there's it's some sort of descriptive word, and then an animal, and then you have big boss. <laughs> I think otaku gonna, convention. <laughs> I think you're gonna like characters in in future Metal Gear Solid games. I don't such as anticipate playing any future Metal Gear Solid games. The boss and the end and the pain. You know. Gracious. <laughs> All right. What's next? What's next? Uh, we got a bounty, Jordan. Oh, there's a bounty out. Bounty. Metal, me- Metal Gear? Metal Gear. Yeah. This this month, we're giving away some Metal Gear swag. Lid. What? Metal Gear swag lid. <laughs> oh, I got you. Metal nope, Gear don't. swag lid. Okay. Just nope. Yes. We're going to give away some Metal Gear merch. We'll call it Metal, Glo- Metal Gear merch. Metal Gear merch. We got uh, it's it's fan gamer stuff. We're giving away a Metal Gear solid water bottle and a little enamel pin set with snake and, and riding i think that technically the water bottle would be um metal gear liquid snake not solid snake nope anyway um anyway you can win some cool stuff all yes. you have to do all you have to do to enter the giveaway this month is to send us a direct message on one of our uh, social media things you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook by searching for at w-i-o-w podcast you can also send dan or myself a direct message on discord you can find the link to that the invitation link to that in the description of this episode or you can send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. All of those entries will be added to our list that we'll draw from at the end of the month. You can also earn some bonus entries by participating all month on Discord. Uh, those bonus entries you get just for coming in and talking and having a good time with a good community, mm-hmm. but you don't get those bonus entries unless you actually submit an actual entry. Yes. And if you have questions about all of the the the, the legal qualifications and all of the things <laughs> surrounding the giveaway or what you need to do, just go and read the description. It's all yeah. there. And now all we need to say, Jordan, is what they have to send us to actually oh, be entered because we yeah. didn't say just what the us, bounty entry is. That's so true. Send us a direct <laughs> message and let us know what is your favorite wacky mechanic from a video game. So maybe it's yeah. the cardboard box from Metal Gear Solid. Maybe it is the frog suit from Mario. I don't know. What is that is a your, goofy mechanic? It's pretty goofy. The, the, I'm thinking, oh, the, the boot. When you're in the boot the and you're boot? jumping, that's a goofy mechanic. Okay. I don't I mean, know. Sure. I mean, we'll we'll be flexible. We're not going to be whatever's quirky. I mean, the idea is Metal Gear is weird in, yeah. in quirky ways, like hiding in cardboard boxes or like letting a wolf pee on a cardboard box so that you smell exactly like a wolf and they don't attack you, or yeah. breaking the fourth wall where but, it's mash the circle button to restore your life. Weird mechanics are subjective, so we're not going to tell you your thing isn't weird enough. Okay, so just send us whatever your favorite <laughs> weird mechanic is from a video game. We'll add you to the list, and you can win some. Metal Metal Gear merch. Yes. Metal Gear Swaglet. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, Jordan, we already said next episode, Maximum Carnage. Yes. Um, you, how, you, what, how are you feeling about this one? Do you know anything about it? Uh, Piderman. Piderman. You like Piderman games. Can't be bad, right? I do. Th- I know that this is a single player beat-em-up, which is <laughs> always interesting, but we've, we've played... 
um, separation anxiety, which yes. I think is the sequel to this. I think correct? so. So Sounds right. we'll find out. You'll tune in, tune in in a couple weeks for more stuff. <laughs> we haven't done our cursory research yet. Yes. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited for a Marvel game. Always excited for beat em ups. And I think the timing is perfect on this one. Yes. And Jordan, we got a lot going on in November. We, uh, we, we're starting, we're trying an experiment. Uh, we're trying a book club about Metal Gear Solid. There's a, there's a company out there called Boss Fight Books and they write really detailed books on video games. Yes. Um, and there's a Metal Gear Solid book that I was like, let's, uh, let's, let's try this one. Yeah. So I think at some point in November when, when we know more details, we'll announce, but we're going to have like a round table discussion. If you want to join us in reading the Metal Gear Solid Boss Fight book, um, that is a thing that we're going to be doing. So yes, shoot us a message. Let us know if you're going to be participating in that just, or if you're going to be reading just so we can have an idea of mm-hmm. how many people to expect. Also Jordan, uh, in November extra life on November 13th, we're raising money for the kids for, for the lo- kids for a local children's hospital. So we will be live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash worth it or worthless on November 13th from 9am to 9pm Eastern. We're going to be doing some co-op games. We're going to be doing some versus games. I think we're going to play some smash with the community. I think we might even play some perfect dark online. HD, maybe Ooh, we'll we might, see. We'll see we might, happens. we'll see, we'll see. This we'll see is the thing. thing. We need to let you guys know that if you're listening in the future, it is currently 2021. Yes, so that November is correct. 13th, 2021. Correct. Thank you. All day, um, in, uh, Eastern time zone, <laughs> we will be playing. So jump on there. It's for the kids. Yeah. Uh, we'll have different amounts of money. You can donate to make us do things, things like yes. play games. We don't want to play or all sorts of stuff. So two challenges. In. It'll be fun for you. For the kids, you can make Jordan beat a Mega Man boss without dying from the beginning of a level oh, for half an hour. No. For 30, we're putting 30-minute time limits okay, on stuff Okay, that's like that. good because <laughs> that might not happen. Uh, Jordan, finally, um, we're launching a Patreon. We are. On November 5th, we are, uh, we're, finally, um, we're finally doing it. Yes, for years and years, we've been getting messages from people saying, how can I give you money and get a service with good <laughs> is that what the message in return in return like yes, please i'd like to give you money in return for services or goods i'd like to be a patron of your art and we've said <laughs> the art of worth it not request. yet but it's finally time um yeah. so yeah we're gonna we're gonna launch it there's gonna be all sorts of cool stuff that comes with that so keep your ear to the ground and yeah. we'll have some more information yeah. on that soon yeah that's gonna include a new monthly podcast early access to this one um another thing that we're trying to to do soon uh uh, it's gonna include merch discount Ooh, discount um so we're gonna be having some shirts for you guys if you want those and some other stuff um which is a a shirt is a good thing to have because a lot of buildings when you try to go in them they'll have a sign that says no shirt (laughs) no shoes no service we won't be selling shoes yet but a shirt we can cover the shirt for you so <laughs> yes of course it's good to have a shirt so uh yeah we'll keep you guys posted on all that stuff i'm sure we'll post about it on social media and put links whenever uh wherever we can probably in the description of this podcast when we have links for you and um yeah hope you guys will join us on that journey yes uh jordan do we have anything else I think Before that's close out. going to do it for this one. Jordan, uh, I think uh, the day that this episode comes out, yesterday, Nintendo officially la- launched the uh, the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass. 
Oh, that, yeah. I think that comes out on October 25th, and I believe this episode comes out on October 26th. Yeah, and uh, that was universally regarded as a, as a great deal. I think yeah. people said that that was just a really good deal. People are so happy about, yes. they stuck Nintendo sticking the landing on this one. Uh, so I say all that to say the expansion pass includes Animal Crossing DLC. Yeah. So what better way to end the show that with some Animal Crossing music in honor of Nintendo? Even better if you don't <laughs> want to pay an obscene price for maybe what isn't a great amount of product. There's a free Animal Crossing update that came out yesterday, and so you don't even have to have bought the the overpriced uh, yeah. expansion pass. You can still enjoy our musical tune for the day. Now, as much as I love Nintendo, Jordan, there's one thing that I love more than Nintendo. When Nintendo does dumb things? Nope. Animal Crossing. Oh, you're a big fan? <laughs> I'm a huge Who's fan. Who's your favorite Animal Crossing character? That's funny you should ask, because the name of this song is about two of my favorite Animal Stop. Crossing no, characters. No, it's, it's not. Guys, I love Bubblegum, and I love KK. They're two of my favorite characters, and so I'm so glad that Curly did a cover of Bubblegum KK, which is when they meet and they fall in love. So Dan has never, <laughs> unlike me, who has played um, many dozens of hours of Animal Crossing, Dan's never played. He doesn't. He doesn't know that KK Slider is a, a phenomenal musician. He doesn't understand <laughs> that Bubblegum is the name of the song, but hopefully you do. And if you've never played Animal Crossing, just wait. Just wait for the vocals to come in, and you'll yeah. you'll instantly be in love. All right. This is Bubblegum KK by Curly featuring Glitch City Off Nook and Chill. I hope you guys enjoy it and we will uh, see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.